Welcome back to VestalProds.com, movies and a television podcast. As always, I'm Dead. Joe, today we have Caveman. And my cat, who is now staring at me very intently. And his stomach, who does not want to be here. Hmm? So, if we gotta take a break or, like, things get weirdly quiet on Caveman's end, just a matter of revolt. Yeah. 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 It's already happened twice we before we even started. Yeah, neither dead man or I are the healthiest indi- of individuals. I'm healthier than dead man. Infinitely but, so. <laughs> but, but my like my intestinal tract. Oh, and and I have crippling insomnia sometimes like this week. Yeah, like, uh, like caveman is fun. 10 times healthier than me, but 10 times 0 is still 0. It's been fun. <laughs> ah, but anyway, Watch some movies and stuff, I guess. And TV shows and what have you. And things and stuff. Yeah. I watch wrestling. Alright, I'm gonna <laughs> just tune out. Uh, you go ahead. <laughs> no, see, like, I actually like wrestling. And I like wrestling for two reasons. One, because it's really the closest we have to gladiatorial combat in the modern era. And I say that because a lot of wrestling is fake. Not all wrestling is fake. Like, but a lot of it is pre-rehearsed routines and like, okay, we know who's probably going to win this fight. Let's hope that the other guy doesn't get too pissed off and try and kill him. Yeah, like they have... I'm into wrestling for the stories and the athleticism that is just on display during all this. Oh, it is absolutely... I watched a video of a Japanese wrestler who was outside of the ring. He launched up to the top rope in one fluid motion, and then using his momentum as he's coming down, launches off the top rope, does a triple flip in the air, lands on the other guy's shoulders, and then reverses his momentum immediately to slam the guy down into a pin. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, uh, you know those... (laughs) Like, I'm impressed for both guys... Because, sure, that one guy did a lot of flips and looked really cool, but that other guy didn't collapse into a puddle of human goo. Yeah, there were there were two moments recently that I saw that were fucking just the most ridiculous shit to me. Uh, so, one of them, I can't remember the guy's name, but it was like during this tag team match. Uh, and I believe the kickoff to this year's WrestleMania. And... As he got in and like he like jumped on the guy and you know those like you know those like smaller dudes who do like the whole like yeah I'm gonna jump on this guy then like fucking essentially be spun around by him before locking my legs on his head and flipping him. Mm-hmm. This dude was like six foot tall. He did that to another guy who's about six feet tall and went around him like four times. Wow. Off the ground entirely. So like the other reason that I love wrestling is because it's like live action superheroes. Yeah, it's anime. Because it's, it's all guys with these super ludicrous backstories. Well, some of them. The ones I like have super ludicrous backstories. <laughs> Complex mythoses. I mean, my favorite is this guy who claims he's like, half the time he's a demon. Yep, Kane. Kane's, Kane's great. Like, 
It's like, okay. Yeah, some you're guys. Awesome. Yeah, some guys I, that I missed, that like I missed their entire run that I really pissed off about is the is the Wyatt family. Oh yeah, them. Though they were on when I was when I was when I was younger and still watching. Yeah, they I missed them by like a couple years. Like I I was really into wrestling in when I was around like 13, 14 years old. Same. And so I missed Note, their introduction a, would, in the come up. I was up. 13, 14 a few years before Dead Man was because I am older. Yeah. So. But yeah, I yeah, I missed them by like a couple of years, which is a fucking shame because they have I since broken up since there was like a brand split. So now like one of them, like a couple of them are on like SmackDown and a couple of the other ones are on Raw and that's like a whole there's like two separate universes almost. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame because I fucking saw some of their promos. Like I saw their debut, which was fucking incredible. I've seen a bunch of their fucking ring entrances, which are always great because the entire crowd pulls their cell phones like fucking fireflies. And at one point, Bray Wyatt just fucking stole the Undertaker and Kane's souls. Mm-hmm. And just because that, he got wrestling. Their- wrestling is like I keep. I always hear this from people who don't understand. It's like. You like comic books. Why are you into wrestling? Because wrestling is comic books. Yeah. Wrestling is live action comic books. Wrestling is the world's third greatest anime. <laughs> it's so stupidly magnificent. Oh, again, there is real wrestling out there where it's two guys who are genuinely going in and pulling off these amazing acrobatic stunts that really hurt because they're trying to hurt each other. And like, like that's genuine fighting. That's not what I watched. I watched the guy who was so good that he could sneak a razor blade into the um, posts so that when his opponent pretended to slam his head into the post, he could slit his forehead open and no one would notice until they saw the blood pouring down. Yeah, until he was wearing the crimson mask. (laughs) Like, that is... That is the wrestling I'm into. I'm into the wrestling where I can watch a nerd cube series where he plays Scipio Africanus to become the number one wrestler in like the WWE or something. And it's stupid, but it's so much fun. I just, I goddamn watched a man with an 11 year career win a championship match against an evil vegan. <laughs> Oh my god, I love wrestling. Um, yeah, so, WrestleMania happened. See, that's my only issue with wrestling, is for all the good shit you had to pay extra for, and I was just like, I don't have any money. Well, I think right now what it is, is they have the network. Which is essentially a wrestling streaming service. No, I actually uh, called my cable. I was I was calling my cable company while they were trying to air one of these things, and they were like, "If you want to pay for this, press one now." And I was like, "Yeah, normal pay per view." But, you because- there, but then there's the network, the streaming service, hmm. where well, again, you pay, that's paying for it separately. <laughs> where you pay a monthly fee for the entirety of WWE. Okay, wow, that's impressive. Yeah, it's it's a thing that I have seen people talk about, and it is a thing that I have tried to fucking sign up for, but for whatever reason, it's fucking DNS or IP detection gets past my VPN, and the only way to get it in Canada is to have cable. That sucks. Yeah. But anyway, so WrestleMania 35. I got my hands on it. Through, like, I guess, tape training circles or whatever. Fuck you. 
And yeah, I'm still about. I still think I got like a, like I think I got like an hour left in it. Okay, now I got like two hours left in it, and it's already kind of incredible. Like like this like this year was actually like this year's WrestleMania was actually a fairly big event because it was the first time in 35 years that the women were headlining WrestleMania. Well, good for them. Yeah, and it, it's about time they like, took it that, back from the assholes. I mean, men. But no, people were fucking into it. This was the, like, going into WrestleMania from everything I've heard from people I, people who talk about wrestling online, this was the only main event that made sense, and the fact that it got to happen and that it ended the way it did, everyone is fucking psyched. Because uh, it's a, it was a triple threat match. Yeah, I'm still here. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, because everything just went silent for a minute. Okay, Discord's being weird. Whatever. But yeah, so the thing... Yeah, so like this final... This WrestleMania match that was a triple threat match uh, between Charlotte Flair, the daughter of Ric Flair, um, Rowdy Ronda Rousey from UFC, and Becky Lynch, everyone's favorite. And it was for both women's championships. Because SmackDown has a women's championship, Raw has a women's championship belt, and whoever won this match would get both of them. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, and it was a... And, yeah, like, the entire time Ronda Rousey was just playing this massive heel. Because apparently, like, apparently her, like, whole thing is that I'm from UFC. Fuck this wrestling bullshit. So, so like they'd be in the middle of the match, and like Becky or Charlotte would like set up a table to push someone through it, and then Ronda would just come in, just give him a fucking forearm to the head, knock him down, see the table, and just flip that shit, saying "fuck you, dudes." I'm here to kick, and then just fucking kick boots a person in the head. Well, that's rude. Yeah, uh, I haven't actually gotten to that yet. I've just been, like seen recaps and stuff because it was WrestleMania. Everyone's talking about it. Well, everyone who talks about wrestling was talking about it. I mean. It all, it all, it's always fascinating to me just the number of people who are into wrestling that I like. Because I, when I was a kid, people would always just look at me like I was crazy because I was the nerd. I shouldn't be into wrestling. And now to find out that that's just common amongst nerds. Oh, no, yeah, yeah dude. That like, makes me feel good. Like fucking The New Day has opened up whole new venues for this shit. Mm-hmm. The New Day is goddamn incredible. And that is kind of the thing. So one of the members of the New Day, Kofi Kingston, he has been wrestling for over a decade. And he's never really gotten a chance at it like a I don't think he's ever really gotten a chance at like a championship, like a real championship. And so so it, this year's WrestleMania, he got to he got a chance to go fucking try to take on the new Daniel Bryan to win the WWE championship. And from what I understand, Daniel Bryan this iteration of Daniel Bryan is a massive heel turn from what he was before. Because previously he was, he was part of the, he was like the leader of the yes movement and was a pretty big baby face. And then he had to, and then he had to retire for a while because of an inordinate amount of concussions. As you do. Yeah. And so he got like a big old, 
And so you did like a big old like send off thing of like, hey, this is my final time in the ring. Thank you all so much. People were fucking crying in the stands as he left. And then he came back. He got clear of competition. And then he came back. It's like, yo, what's up? I'm vegan. Fuck what? all of you. He won the championship and then got rid of the old championship belt and brought in a new belt made of hemp, wood, and rare earth metals. Oh, God, that is such a heel move. Yeah, and he, and he also had a member of the Wyatt family as his muscle. I want to hurt him. I know, I know that, like, that's the point. Yeah, he, but... he was a fan, he's a fantastic fucking heel. He is an amazing wrestler. Like, I don't really think about wrestlers having, like, really strong ground game, but this dude is, like, all submissions. Like, like one of his, like, like, throughout this match, he gets fucking Kofi in, like, three or four submission holds and is doing everything he can to, like, get him to either tap out or just pass out. And it was fucking phenomenal. Kofi Kingston had the entire crowd behind him. Like, literally everybody in the goddamn stands were holding up Kofi Mania signs. And... Then he actually won, and the crowd lost their goddamn mind, and it was fantastic. And this is why wrestling is awesome as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, anyone who doesn't understand wrestling, you're... You wouldn't do well hanging out with us. Oh, no. Because just hearing about it, I wanted to cheer. Yeah, it, and there... The only, like, so far, the only, like, really downside that's happened so far has been just these weird hosting bits that don't make a whole lot of sense. Um, in the pre-show for, for this WrestleMania, they had the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale. Mm -hmm. And it included two dudes from Saturday Night Live. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Andre the Giant uh, was a famous wrestler. He's also acted a few times. Uh, you might know him from The Princess Bride. And he, I can't. He suffered from gigantism, right? Uh, something like that. And he, he was he was a massive man, and his body couldn't really handle it. And he was a, he was he just he had the greatest soul. Yeah, and so like, and so like every year at WrestleMania they have this big battle royal in honor of fucking uh, honor the giant. Like a couple years, and and usually there'll be like some kind of gimmick with it where. Like, just someone who doesn't belong there will show up. Like, fucking Shaq was in one of these. Like, Shaquille O'Neal. Didn't the Leprechaun show up? Hornswoggle. Once? Yeah. Yeah, he was a regular character. He hung out with Seamus. Are we thinking about the same Leprechaun? I'm thinking about the Leprechaun from uh, the Leprechauns movies. Um... So we may be and may not be because they because WWE rebooted the Leprechaun movies and brought in Hornswoggle to play the new Leprechaun. Okay, then we are thinking about the same thing. Yeah, because I don't think Warwick Davis has ever been in the WWE. Ah, oh, Warwick Davis is awesome. But yeah, so so this year they had uh, two guys from Saturday Night Live. I do not watch Saturday Night Live, so I don't really know who they are. And once the Battle Royale started, started, both of them just immediately dove out from the bottom rope and hid under the ring. 
That's awesome. And so the entire match went, and so the entire fucking thing was just people fucking getting thrown to the top ropes, everything going crazy. Um, and the big guy who was like kind of leading the charge and all this was Braun Strowman, the bigger guy from the Wyatt family. Mm-hmm. Who's now just kind of out in his own doing whatever. Uh, get to the end, it's the Hardy Boys, and they are like, and they like essentially it's down to Strowman and the Hardy Boys. And the Hardys are like on the fucking apron, have him have him by the fucking head, or just trying to get him over the rope, but they just can't do it. So then the two guys from SNL, they come up from under the ring. It's like, oh hey, things are quieted down. Are we still in it? Yes, we are. And then they go and try to help. They try to fucking get fucking Strowman over. He kicks them both off, knocks out both the Hardys, and then just beats the shit out of both these fucking guys. And then in WrestleMania, awesome. and then in WrestleMania proper, uh, they. They are like in the back in like a little like medical area being looked after, at which point fucking Scott Hall and Kevin Nash are there and Kevin Nash goes like, hey, I'm gonna stick my finger up your butt. <laughs> which was weird. Of course it was. And the most kind of disappointing thing, which is disappointing for an understandable reason. Uh it was a match between Rey Mysterio and Samoa Joe for the United States Championship. Rey Mysterio, back when I was younger, was one of my fucking favorites. I goddamn loved the guy. He was kind of my first in real introduction into any kind of like luchador wrestling. Oh, luchador. And so seeing this tiny motherfucker flying around the goddamn ring, doing all this insane acrobatic shit, he was the coolest motherfucker. And he came out dressed like actual Mysterio. Like from Spider-Man. Oh, wow. Okay. Which I think is a first... I've certainly never heard of it before. Yeah, and so he came out versus Samoa Joe, and uh, a lot of people were a lot of people were worried about this match not even happening because, like, just prior to this, he got a pretty severe ankle injury, and so he and so we, people were like worried if he'd actually be clear for competition, which he was, and the match lasted thirty five seconds. Like, Ray, Ray gets in there, Samojo gets in there, uh, Ray does his moves, he hits Samojo with a 619, which is, get gets him, like, gets the guy, like, fucking, like, propped up on the second, on the middle rope, bounces off the ropes the other side, and then comes through and kicks him in the fucking face. And then Samojo just fucking hits him once, gets him in the fucking, gets him in a fucking chokehold, and chokes him out. Yes, this, we are just talking about fucking, uh... Just talking about wrestling right now. If you don't like it, please don't leave. Yeah, I we actually we actually had a guy on here a while, like years ago, who would talk about wrestling every week, and it got really annoying. I'm not going to do that. It's just this is my this is my comeback to wrestling, and I'm talking about goddamn WrestleMania, the grandest stage of them all. WrestleMania is the equivalent to the Coliseum. WrestleMania is the equivalent of the Coliseum if injustice was fought in it. <laughs> oh, That's what WrestleMania is. God. Yeah, uh, and... Yeah, fuck, dude. WrestleMania is great. This year's WrestleMania was a fucking great goddamn show that I am... That I still got two hours left of, and I fucking can't wait to see that. It's just... I am very lazy. And now I need to go 
Now I need to fucking something's revolting against me, so I need to go to the bathroom. Okay, man. Vamp time. All right. Well, uh, uh, while while we wait, I'm going to talk about something that Dead Man doesn't care about, and I only just barely care about, and that is a wonderful little show called OKKO. OK There is there are a lot of superhero shows out there. Uh, you have a wide variety of choices in watching them. OKKO OK is one of them. I am not going to sit here trying to praise it. I am not going to sit here and even speak highly positively of it. It's passable. I don't really like the animation style. I like I like the characters. The characters are interesting, and it's gotten me interested about their backstory because honestly backstory is really the most important thing when you start looking into the actual stories behind these characters behind this world behind these games and i say games okay ko i think actually okay ko has a video game based on it yeah it does like from from what i understand it's fairly successful i just it doesn't appeal to me and it's probably in part because it's really directed towards the kids. Um, the main character is like seven, spends all of his money on a bunch of superhero gear, gets his ass beat in so fast and hard, and then gets employed at the mini mall. And you know, it isn't the CalArt style, so it's, it's, you know, it's not, it's not yeah, made for, it's okay, not made for the I'm fucking... I'm going to stop you right fucking there. <laughs> There's, there's no such doing thing the voice, as, man. There's no such yeah, but it still pisses me off. There's <laughs> no such thing as the CalArt style. <laughs> oh god. There are tons of different styles that come out of CalArts and just because you see a style that is successful doesn't mean they're all the CalArt style. <laughs> Though saying that, it feels just as stupid as someone getting upset over people like Calling Frankenstein's monster Frankenstein. Popular conscious views it as Frankenstein. It is also technically the son of Frankenstein, which would make it Frankenstein. Deal with it. (laughs) (sighs) But moving on to something far more enjoyable, but about as intelligent. Aquaman. Aquaman. I really enjoyed this movie. I don't want to watch it again, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a bad, it's a fun, bad movie. It, it is one of the best DC movies in the current run. I It is it is in the top three, but that's because it doesn't have much competition. Yeah, its competition is essentially Wonder Woman and Shazam. Mm-hmm. It's the bottom of the top three. <laughs> uh, actually, I got it's kind of fighting it out with Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman really loses itself in the final act. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, fucking god, that last, that fucking ending. You got this. You got this totally serviceable movie, and then it just <laughs> Snyder's itself. Yeah. So the first thing that like. Birdie and Birdie uh, and I. Birdie tends to be the one that caveman. You have to watch this, and I'll be like, okay, bring it, and then we'll watch it. So uh-huh. Birdie and I were watching this, and we were like, man, this writing—it feels a little lackluster from the modern era. 
What does it feel like? What does it? And we finally realized it. It's like a mediocre season of Power Rangers from the nineties. Fuck. That's the quality of writing it is. Yeah. Fuck. You're right. And it's we're just like, oh my god, this this is media. Like if you took away the kids' jokes, this would be how Power Rangers writing was. Fuck. They even got their own huh. goddamn. Putty Patrol with the fucking like the fucking like shock troopers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I've got some notes, but this will mostly be from the memory because wow, like all of my notes are just bitching. Okay. Oh fuck them for playing that shitty remix of Africa by Toto. <laughs> like, I don't know a lot of music, but when you play a song I recognize, at least get the original. <laughs> And they missed a Johnny Cash reference for Pete's sake. Aquaman was born on the surface, raised by a man who grew up in the 70s and 80s. Why did he not reference the burning ring of fire? Wow. This movie had so many opportunities to make references. Like just quick, witty one-liners that would have made the adults go, hey, I know that, and move on. But they didn't. The only reference that they made was to fucking Pinocchio. I am genuinely shocked how pissed off you are that there aren't fucking references to things you kind of don't like. Hey, I love I love Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash is awesome. In all of our conversations that we've had, it's been I don't like music. Yeah, I don't I tend to not like music, but I like Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash is a special uh is a special case. My point being, that's like, given this line of fucking talk, it would not shock me if if you were to next say, my favorite video game character is Duke Nukem, because he makes references. No, God, no. No, it's just not that, it wouldn't make it any better. It's just, they had so many opportunities. Yeah, literally everything does. Everything anybody ever does could be referenced to something else. But the writing was so bad that they should have done something (laughs) to make up for it. And your thing is, your thing is, hey, that's like the Johnny Cash song. It's the burning ring of fire. They call it the ring of fire like seven times. And my first thought was, hey, like Johnny Cash. Ah! Yeah, my first thought was, wow, that's uninventive. Okay, in my notes, I say another DC dad dad dies for little to no reason. Did a dad die in this movie? He did not. Oh, well, uh, Mara's dad died? Did he? No, he was there at the end. He was there at the end. Uh, It was the fucking fish people king. He died. No, I thought. I thought they were going to kill his dad. And I was wrong. That's why I, I should have erased this note. That no, yeah, being, fucking does me bring pre judgmental. Yeah, fucking um, Django Fett lasts the entire movie. Yeah, and he's the best DC dad so far by a fucking landslide. Yeah, because he actually gets a chance to be a dad, <laughs> and he doesn't just hold up his hand. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, dumb. it's like no, don't come oh. toward me, my thirty-five-year-old college freshman student. College freshman son. I actually, I actually really like the puzzle solving they have to do for the one puzzle, because it's only one fucking puzzle. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like they, they, it, they, 
they get the they get the setup of like this. They could have done a fucking mini series. Yeah, it's like this Indiana Jones style like fucking. Yeah, it's this Indiana Jones. It's this Indiana Jones style um like big old fucking like globe trotting adventure thing, and they go to two locations, then head back to the ocean. Okay, so we I've been ranting. I, I like to start things at the beginning. So at the beginning of the movie, we get Aquaman's mom. She arrives at his dad's lighthouse. They fuck, make Aquaman. Time skip. Aquaman kills Black Manta's father, which he doesn't. That's the DC dad that died. That's oh, yeah. I got so cross. I actually had to pause the movie. Okay, so... It's another instance of, hey, if we think about this, we'll actually be able to make it so you can survive. They're wearing diving suits! Yeah. They're wearing fucking diving suits. All they have to do is put the breathers on, and they've probably got a few hours of air in there. So, hey, uh, let's just quickly move things around. All right, now you can breathe. Now I can think about the problem. I'm not saying that he shouldn't have been freaking out, but your answer shouldn't be, hey, we're wearing diving suits. I'm going to blow myself up. Yeah, they're wearing diving suits. Do they have, like, I, I don't remember them having, like, the breathers at that point. Their men had breathers. They should have had breathers. You can't detach a breather from a diving suit. You can remove it, but it would have still been hanging within reach. Yes, but would have been ha- would it have been hanging within reach? Um, either a underneath the underneath the fucking torpedo, or b on his back where it's pinned against the wall and can't reach it. It would have been on his back, and his back was not pinned against his wall. The wall, his leg was pinned against the wall. No, his leg was pinned against the ground. I mean, against the floor. His leg was pinned against the floor. His back was not pinned against anything. He could have leaned forward so that his son could have put the fucking breather on his mouth. No, I, or I, 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 his son could have shared his breather. Eh. Okay, but let's say that oxygen is an issue. You've got explosive devices. Torpedoes only explode at the tip. So long as you apply the breaching charges that you use to board the fucking ship to the rear end of the of the uh, bomb, or hell, if you're that terrified of that option, put it on your fucking leg so you can get the fuck out of there, or use any of the number of blades to chop off your fucking leg. You see my problem here? There were a dozen options other than, I'm gonna blow myself up. I mean, I can kind of see the problem, but I also don't know why you are this mad about Aquaman. I'm this mad because it's the second fucking time that they've killed a character exclusively to motivate another character without a good story reason if the bomb had been against his chest then i wouldn't have any issue but it landed on his goddamn leg i would need to i would need to rewatch to actually get a full to get to like fully refresh myself on this picture. But yeah, you were getting stupidly mad about this. Because I don't believe in I don't believe in like just letting writing this bad slide. Yeah, it's I am stupid. a writer. I am a writer and just letting something cuz there are e- there is an easy way to have it be that he can't be saved. 
All they had to do was shift the bomb up like a foot. And then there's no way to safely remove it. Dude, you shift the bomb up a foot, he, 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 his, that's his head. No, up his up the line a foot, so it would go all the way up his thigh, so it's sitting in his lap. It was on his knee. Okay, I'm actually going to look this fucking scene up, because I remember it, I remember it pinning him in the chest. I know, I'm pretty sure Aquaman pinned him in the chest. Uh... I'm looking it up. Keep fucking talking, I'll... Okay, but moving on past that scene, um... We get... We get, like, a whole bunch of shit going on all at once. We get, uh... Like, this is another part that annoyed me. Um, the thugs in the bar. Because they, they're, they're walking up all hard on Aquaman, and, and it's like, Hey, you that fish boy? It's fish man. Can we get a picture? Like, yeah, it was a bit of a stupid, like, joke, like a, a stupid misdirect. Yeah, it was really stupid of a misdirect. But and it's like how whatever. hard it swings from like, like, hey, you that fucking guy that talks to the fish, to, hey, you mind get my, I'll get a picture with my pink cell phone. I like unicorns. Like how yeah. hard of a swing that was. But <laughs> what? No, just does this. You just stop, and then I just hear. <sighs> just how angry this is making you. I'm not angry. I'm passionate. If I was angry, I would have hated the movie. <laughs> I, I actually enjoyed this movie. I genuinely did. But so. Then, like, Mira shows up, and she, like, she tells him he has to go back to his kingdom, and he's like, fuck you. Um, and then another scene that really bothers me. So, basically, a tsunami crashes into the shore. Now, I'm telling this kind of out of order, because I don't really care for the Orm subplot for right now. We'll get to it in a minute. You mean the Orm plot? Subplot. That, like he's the he's the main bad guy. Every, every plot is a subplot in this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> like none of them get enough goddamn screen time at all. But so Mira shows up and pushes the wave back. And the first thing he does is I don't know how to thank you. I don't even know your name. And my response to that is, why are you not accusing her of doing it, given that she is the only obvious waterbender in the fucking area? It's like, hey, what, it's like, hey, what up, fish bitch? You fucking kill my dad? Arr! Yeah. And his dad's like, I'm not dead. And this is another scene that bothers me, because all they had to do was swap the position of two lines. And that's it. They could have added in the line of, did you try, did you do this? And she turns around and walks away and says, no, this is Orm's doing. Show the sweeping uh, distance. And then he says, 
Oh, I don't know how to thank you. I don't even know your name. Follow up with her saying her name. Mm -hmm. Add one line, swap two. It would, like, that one doesn't bother me as much, but it still bothers me because it doesn't make sense. (laughs) But most of this movie doesn't, so fuck it. Um, So they then travel to, like, Atlantis... And, like, we get some cool lore background on Atlantis, which I really like. Um, And then we get to meet Orm. Sadly, this was not our first time meeting him. Um, I I feel like it was almost a missed opportunity because they could have, like, implied a bit of congeniality uh, with Orm. And, like, like, okay, so in, in, like, like, in the first bit... We see Orm basically fake an attack so that he can become the Ocean Master. Yes, he is which, trying to. He's trying to force a war with the surface world. Yeah, which honestly we deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> we fucking, do with the amount of fucking straws we dump in the ocean. Oh, we fucking deserve it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. So, the the submarine that Black Manta was stealing, he was stealing it for Orm for Atlantean gold. Yes. Um, Orm offers him the money, and he's like, no, I just want to kill fucking Aquaman. Set me up so I can kill that dick. Uh, which will come back later in the movie. For, like, five minutes. Yeah, it is. Which is... Really fucking lit. It's that's why I'm like, there is no main plot in this movie. It's all subplots. Yeah, like Black Manta is one of Aquaman's like most well known villains, and in this he's kind of a jobber. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so also, uh, so did you slight, find an image? Well, no, I'm watching the scene. Oh, so slight redirect the thing. They don't have breathers. They have breathing helmets that they then remove. Oh, seriously. Oh my god, they're idiots. Okay, then never mind. Um, I still think that he shouldn't have, you know, pulled out the bomb, but I suppose they were idiots from the beginning. So yeah. Also, uh, the submarine, the uh, torpedo that was landed on him, did not have an explosive tip because it was half of a torpedo. So they could have definitely blown it up. And uh, and also, while it did land on his, it did land on his thigh. It was it was like up high enough that it was still pressing against his like stomach and like sternum. I do not remember that, but and he also okay. was and he also was uh, kind of pinned up against a wall because I still say that I still say that like this is bad writing's fault because oh, no, why the course. hell did they take their helmets off entirely? But whatever. Oh, they did that. Like, so we, I was oh, wrong. They did that so we could see the money. You don't remove it entirely. You put it on your belt or something. Yeah, this helmet wouldn't have fit on their belts. There was it was a helmet. Yes, but like a like a full like doom guy helmet. Yes, but there are things that let you like clip it onto your belt. There are actual setups for I need to be able to fully remove this helmet but carry it with me. Yeah, they didn't have that. They spent all the money on the submarine mm, because they brought because they brought a smaller high tech submarine to steal the bigger shittier submarine. Well, the h- smaller submarine is supposed to be a stealth sub, so it wouldn't be picked up by sonar, making it easier to steal the larger scale submarine. Yeah, yeah, I know. But still, it's just, it's just all right, we got the submarine. Now we're going to go steal a submarine. So, um, 
Orm secures the aid of, like, one of the most conquest-happy kingdoms, because there's, like, five kingdoms of Atlantis. There used to be seven, but one died out, and the other went insane, and they're like a hive mind now. But... They became the trench. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, yeah so he's, he's trying to pair up with Zebel, uh, which is the which is the country where fucking uh, Mera comes from, le- led by Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, that was weird. I've never seen him with facial hair. <laughs> yeah, I think the closest I've seen him in st- is Stubble, when he was the Punisher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so weird. I like, like, I like him in the role. He he's he suits the role, but um. So bullshit happens. We meet up with his mentor figure from Atlantis, the one who taught him about being an Atlantean, Volko, who is played by the ever awesome Willem Dafoe. Yep, Willem Dafoe in a weird top knot. It, he's badass. I don't care. No, yeah, he's great. Like, he, I, and then I realized something about this movie. Every time I'm about to get annoyed at it, the actor playing Aquaman does something that just makes me go, okay, you guys can keep going. Yeah, Jason Momoa is I, the most fucking perplexing thing about this goddamn movie because he is incredibly charismatic when he is not trying to act. He's so great. Like, like any, so scene, great. any scene that he shares with like Mara or whenever he tries to do like a big fucking... Like I'm gonna I'm gonna give a speech about fucking heroism or whatever. It's fuck. It just falls completely flat because he has no charisma with any of them and no real gravitas to his thing. But he's just fucking hanging out being a dude, bro. He is supremely likable. I want to hang out with him. I want to like invite him to play D and D. Yeah, like <laughs> like th- that that whole scene that whole scene with the fisherman could have gone an entirely different way. Where they just walk up and like, hey, you that fucker that talks to fish, and then he just fucking turns around, drinks the fucking beer, like like goddamn, like crushes a pint right in front of them. And then, and then it just turns into this big fucking drink off where the, by the end of the night, they're just like, yeah, you're all right, dude. <laughs> instead of just, go, instead of going the whole like fucking switch out of, oh yeah, I'm actually a 12 year old girl who looks like a 45 year old fisherman. No, he looked like a 45 year old biker. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He was a biker dressed like a fisherman. Um, so like. They get captured, and uh, he literally gets, like... It's, like, the easiest goading I've ever seen. Yeah. It's, like... For those of you who play D&D, it's, like, trying to get your party to not go after the goblins that stole their boots. <laughs> it's, like, next to impossible to These get Arthur to not fight Orm. just stole my goddamn boots. <laughs> this actually happened in a game. <laughs> Like I was just like, eh, I I want to show them that sleeping, like having no one on guard in dangerous territory is a bad idea. I told them there were goblins. I'm gonna have their boots get stolen, and like they were like, we're gonna find these goblins and we're gonna kill them. So I left their boots. Like I I, I rewrote it so the goblins left their boots behind, and they were still like, it's not good enough. We gotta murder these motherfuckers. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like, what it's like, is wrong with yeah, you? It's like, reality wrote itself to give us our shoes back. Not good enough. <laughs> I was like, why are you trying to murder these goblins? Yeah, they stole your shoes, but obviously as a prank. What the fuck? But anyway, that's not important. We're gonna show so those fucking get- gobos what it means to prank goddamn player characters. So then we get to the first reference that was missed, the Ring of Fire. Um, which I still don't get why you're pissed off about. I'm not pissed. I'm agitated. 
that is still too much for them not referencing Johnny Cash. Like, and they do. This is one of my first thing. This is one of the first things that I truly like about this film. See, in cheaper superhero movies, the superhero, after being told you're out of your element, you're going to get your ass kicked, would proceed to start winning, and then the bad guy would have to cheat and then sell it to the audience. In this one, Aquaman gets his ass kicked. Oh no, yeah, like he gets he gets some licks in. Like Aquaman is a good fighter. Orm is Orm has grown up fighting underwater. Yeah, Orm has is a trained like underwater warrior. Aquaman is a brawler from the surface. Yeah, like like, like he can go up against fucking pirates or whatever because like they what are, they got they got fucking swords and guns. They ain't gonna do dick. But going up against someone of like equal strength and infinitely more skill and experience. Gonna lose every time. Yeah. Uh, so Mira cheats to save him. Which, again, I actually expected Mira to be cheating so that he could kick Orm's ass. Yeah, no, she's just like, just like, like yeah, we need to fucking bounce. Yeah, it's like, like she makes this vortex of air, and I'm like, so she's giving him the ability to fight on his turf? Nope. Nope, just nope. cheating. Yep, it's the hydrokinesis equivalent of a smoke bomb. So they escape after an extended chase scene. We get a reference to a Disney movie. Because Aquaman hasn't read Pinocchio. He's only ever seen the Disney movie. Of course he fucking has. Of course he, of course he hasn't read Pinocchio. Why do, you, why do you think this motherfucker would... Like, that is... In this goddamn context that you are so, that you're so agitated about. Do you think that this guy would have listened I don't, to Johnny Cash? No. Yes, I think his father would have listened to Johnny Cash all the fucking time. Yeah, his dad fucking would have. He wouldn't have. Why wouldn't he? He's being exposed to it all throughout his youth. Because he's a piece of shit. Whatever. Moving on. So they go to the Sahara Desert um, while Orm continues conquering the, uh, you know, undersea. Yeah, just going from kingdom to kingdom, just going, hey, join me to go fight the surface world. Nah, stab. Yeah, pretty much. Um, also, surprise fucking ghost cameo by Jimon Hansu. What? Uh, Jimon Hansu, he's a, he's an actor. He's fucking all kinds of shit. He is in Marvel. Uh, he's in the Marvel movies. Uh, that Remember the guy like in the first Guardians of the Galaxy where he's like, I'm Star-Lord. Who? Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, that guy. He's He's the king of the fish people. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's also, awesome. the wizard Shazam. Oh. <laughs> Did you just I didn't notice, notice that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He has, a, he has a very distinct voice, man. Dude. Like, come on. Like, Leave me alone. Like, the second he fucking rolled up and started speaking, I was like, wait, is that fucking Jamon Hansu? Leave me alone, man. So they go to the Sahara Desert. Uh, um, Aquaman is being a whiny little bitch. Like, we're lost! And she's like, I've got magic sci-fi GPS. We're fine. And he falls down a hole and claims that he discovered the lost society of the deserters. Ba -da -ba -ba -da -ba. Even, though, <laughs> even though, like, literally she was guiding them there. Uh, and then another thing I have a problem with. So, 
they've got sci-fi video players, and she tries to plug the the sci-fi version of the VHS into it, and it doesn't turn on. She's like, why isn't it turning on? And, like, Aquaman's like, of course it doesn't work. It's been collecting dust for blah years. And she's like, dust! It's dried out. We need some water. <laughs> and she goes over to him and is like, you're the only source of water. And I'm like, so you're going to kill him? And it's like a spit. Like yeah. a spit's worth of sweat off of his forehead. Yeah, I got... Goes into the machine. It's like, he could have just hawked a loogie on that shit. Yeah, I Or got... as he put it, so I could have powered it by peeing. Yeah. Like, that. that's always that's, that's always the fucking joke of just, hey, we need to fill up this thing with some kind of weight. Like, you're just pissing it. Like hell, uh, that was that, there's actually a joke that some of the reviewers that I like, one of the reviewers I watch, uh, it was like, yeah, in this Saw movie, they gotta fucking fill up this thing with meat or whatever, just pissing it. Yeah. Or like fucking, like so many, so many of the fucking Saw traps are. Hey, here's this open metal cage that you can't physically reach through, but is like good enough that you can just shit through. <laughs> we gotta put like five pounds of meat in here. Just a second. <laughs> All right, there's a pound. Who else has to go? Yeah. Anyone, anyone got a shirt they're not using? I need to wipe. There's my pound of flesh. <laughs> yeah, every, yeah. Every single, oh my every, God. every single person. Jigsaw would be so mad. Jigsaw would be so mad. Yeah, it's like, I spent all this time developing this trap, and they shit in it. I can't believe I never saw that flaw coming. I should have put spikes on the top. Oh, they put spikes on the top this time. Guess I got a squat. <laughs> I like, oh, they got spikes at the top? Hold me. <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been practicing, I've been practicing <gasps> the hover chair, working on my core. <laughs> <laughs> I ate a monster bean burrito before we got captured and it really got to come out. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like once... Yeah, it's it's like once once Jigsaw like his mo starts becoming apparent, just everybody who was even a bit worried they'll get taken just starts eating horribly. <laughs> and, and oh man! It's like it's like you know, it's like you know, you know it's like oh, and the yeah, Sahara yeah. scene is where they play the shitty remix of Africa. Yeah, it, I I know. I normally I'm like oh I don't like music. I there 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 are times when I enjoy music and it's usually older stuff, but. It's like, if you're going to play it, play the original. Like, don't play some shitty-ass modern remix. Yeah, but the, probably licensing the original was more expensive. Don't play some shitty-ass modern remix. They need to save their budget, money. man. They, they needed it for all the fucking CG camera work and fight scenes. They needed, they needed to model the underwater hair. So, um... Which looks terrible. The Fishman King, like, not that, like, Atlan, the original king of Atlantis... Like, holographs up and gives them a riddle. And then Mira smashes it. And Aquaman turns to her and says something very logical. Shouldn't we have written it down first? And she's like, no, I memorized it. And I'm like, fuck you. And it's like, oh, that's great. Fucking let me just let me just read off this entire grocery list of things, then repeat it back to me. It's like, fuck you, Mira. Oh, I memorized it, didn't you? Fuck yeah. you. Higher species, whatever bullshit. Like seriously, why haven't like, why like, hasn't why hasn't Atlantis started a war? Because they would have just wiped us off the face of the planet, or subjugated us by now. Let me drop a nuke on them. Ooh, we got one part of the ocean. Well, no, they they come up, we drop the nuke, and then it's like, whoops, fucking, they got they got to re-get the thing. Guess all your gators gotta get fucking swole again. 
Like, yeah, they got lasers and shit, but fucking whatever. But, so... Like, they, they, like, there is a bottle with a note in it that's actually a map. So they go to the location on the map. It's Sicily. Um, and we get a really cool fight scene. And there was a... I mentioned this when I talked about it, when I talked about Aquaman, but... Fucking, the fight choreography and, like, the actual, like, the way they lay out and shoot these fights is really cool. And I'm skipping a part here because, like... It's I'm, worthless. I'm going fast. I'm going to go back to the solution of the puzzle. Because it's actually a moment where Aquaman gets to be smart. But, like, at, like the, the, the stormtroopers of Atlantis show up, led by Black Manta. Like, Black Manta's like, I've got Aquaman, you guys get the bitch. And, like, like we get two concurrent fight scenes that are wonderfully choreographed, well executed, and there's a terrible joke. Dope. So, they mention pointedly that only the Highborn can breathe both air and water. Uh-huh. So, the Stormtroopers have water water tanks. So oh, right, breathe. this one. And Mira breaks one, guys, and he starts suffocating. And he sees a toilet full of water. And he gives himself swirly. Well, does he flush or... He doesn't flush, but he might as well have. Yeah, this, this really requires least, a flush. At least it was a clean toilet. Yeah, like it could, like they could have made the joke a lot worse. Like he ducks his head in there, is like, and the water's all yellow, or just there's a fucking turd floating in it. But no, apparently Sicilians are a lot toilet. cleaner than that. At least it was a clean toilet. But uh, Aquaman. Uh, like, they land in front of a church, and there's a cool scene where, like, a bell is sent flying, and Aquaman shoulder tackles it out of the way before it crushes a kid. I'm like, yeah, that's badass. Aquaman, saving kids. Uh, there's another, <laughs> Take like, that reference Superman, they could have made there. There's another reference they could have made there, but I was less bothered by that one because it wouldn't have made sense for any of the characters to actually say it. God damn it. Uh, Referential humor is the only thing I have, Dead Man. It's the only way I can be funny at all. Without Cora writing my lines. Aw, you think you're funny. Like I said, without Cora writing my lines. <laughs> um And sitting on the ground are like cannonballs with chains between them. And I'm like, oh, please tell him he's gonna use those as a weapon. Please tell me he's gonna use those as a weapon. So Black Manta is flying up on a glitching out jetpack. Preparing his laser beam eyes, which I don't even know why the fuck he put those on his helmet instead of having them in the gun he was given. Because that's what he has in the comic books. Yeah, I know, but it didn't. Also, laser eyes are cooler than guns. That's true. That's just downright true. But Aquaman's like, fuck it. And he grabs what is basically supersized bolus and throws it at Black Manta. And it starts wrapping around Black Manta's like neck. And, like, he, like, Black Manta fires off his I-beam at the last second to clip the cannonball and spray himself with molten iron in the face. It was so awesome. Yeah. And then he, like, like skips down a cliff rolling into the sea. That was great. Yeah. Like, like, like I said, man, Black Manta, he's a fucking jobber in this. Like, even, even yeah, when he, he really is a is. threat that can actually hurt Aquaman. Like, he fucking plays himself. 
He fucked Aquaman up, though. Like, Aquaman was out for a good few hours. Oh, yeah, he fucking, like, shot him with lasers and stabbed him with fancy swords. And his grandfather's knife. Yeah, that too. But, um, so, uh, before all of this, they solved the puzzle. So, it was something like, only when looking through the eyes of a true king can you find your way, or something like that. Something like that. Um... And he puts the bottle in the uh, in the hand of a statue of Romulus, and he goes around and identifies each one of the statues and like, not a king, not a king, not a king. This guy's a general. This guy's a badass art historian. And, oh, why? Thank you. And this guy, Romulus, <laughs> first king of Rome. And I'm like, yeah. And if you know the story of Romulus and Remus, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not about fucking wolves, right? Uh, it's about murdering your siblings for power. Eh, that's, 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 that's basement shit. That's, 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 that's fucking like, when, when you went, I thought. The story of founding, of the founding of Rome is basically like a Cain and Abel's kind of story. It's, it's fairly dark. And I think there is some wolf fucking, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, it's fairly dark, uh, but not really kind of thing. Okay, whatever. At least not for me. Cause I ain't no bitch. But anyway, moving on. Yeah. So apparently, Aquaman. Apparently, fucking Django was just like, "Yo, be good at history." Yeah, he was like, "You better learn your fucking history, boy." And I'm like, "Okay." If I you do not, father. Yeah. If you do not, I will send you into the Sarlacc with my other kid. <laughs> uh, see, you spend a few years in there like I did. <laughs> um. But they get out to the trench and get attacked by the fishmen, and it was supposed to be scary. It was supposed to be. It wasn't. Nah, but it looked fucking sick. It was hilarious at times, especially like, so Mira's just wandering around the boat in her aqua woman costume, looking sexy as hell. And like she turns around and it's standing there with its hand over its face, like, don't see me. Like, and I bust out laughing. Yeah, just, just the camera like slowly pans over. It's like, hi. It was so funny. And then like the the creatures just proceeding to get their asses handed to them until there's finally too many of them for the, the for Aquaman and Mira to have any hope of fighting them. So they go in to like the cabin of the boat. And, like, flares, okay, they live in the deepest part of the trench, they're probably not used to light. Shine it in their faces, yeah, they really don't like bright lights. Okay, this can work. They use the flares, they dive down deep, they get sucked into a vortex, and brought to basically the equivalent of, like, the inside of the Earth. The Savage Lands. The D- the DC version of the Savage Lands, whatever. Yeah, and his mom's just like, hey, what up? Yeah, his mom's still alive. She was supposedly sacrificed to the trench, but apparently she got sucked up by the same thing that uh, they did. Yeah, because I guess they sent um, her down there with a light source. There's a sun thing? Uh, maybe she was able to generate light? I mean, Mira can generate small amounts of light, and uh, Aquaman's mom is basically Mira 2.0, so... Well, Mira 1.0. No, I mean she's the better version. But... From what we saw, I don't think she has the same, like, water powers. I don't know. I think she just got, like, really good stabbing. Because, like, thinking on, like, the one fight scene that her that uh, Aquaman's mom got. Yeah, she just kind of swirls around her uh, trident, doesn't she? Yeah, I think that might be a 
like from what I have seen of from what I know from what I know about Aquaman from the comics, it seems like Mera's hydrokinesis thing is a bit of a special ability of hers. Kind of like how Aquaman could talk to fish. Yeah. Um. So, like, his mom explains the final boss, uh, which is basically like if Cthulhu fucked a giant lobster. Yep. Just a big old uh, bitch. Uh, and we don't even get to see that. At first, all we get to see is tentacles, which are fucking huge. And the entire time, it's ranting about how Aquaman is not worthy. And finally, Aquaman uses his power and says, Stop! I know, okay? I get it. It's like, fucking But I've got God, to do this dude. shit. Like, I have to do this to save my family. It's like, you can speak to it's me? Like, it's like, oh, Dip, you can talk? Okay. You get to try. You've yeah, got fuck. that rare genetic disorder that the original king had, so. Yeah, fucking go ahead. good luck, bruh. And it actually kind of confirmed something for me. King Atlan seeded these maps all over the fucking globe. Because it claimed that others had come seeking it. Which meant that others had found the map and the heading and the way to try and get the trident. I'm sure some of them were people that had been sacrificed to the trench, but... Yeah. Or, it was just bad writing. I'm gonna go with mine because it doesn't is assume bad writing. I'm gonna go with mine because it assumes the level of competency the DC Universe has shown up at this point. True. But Aquaman gets the trident back, and then we cut to Orm in the middle of attacking a bunch of crab monster men, which yep. is an awesome fight scene. Yes, um, they are. They are a different. They are they're one of the other fucking clans. And then, like, midway through that battle, Aquaman just shows up, erupting out of the Earth's crust on the back of the fucking, like, Cthulhu abomination. <laughs> Yeah, just, just, just what up? And, like, he's got an army of sea creatures and, like, the fucking trench. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you will all die or we're going to stop this fight. So he's just slaughtering people left and right. And I had to mention, didn't Mira want to stop this war? <clears throat> because it would mean millions of lives lost on both sides? Yeah, but That's now it's just... That's looking like an awful lot of lives lost. It's fine. Like they they traded a mil- they traded like they traded millions of lives on both sides for thousands of lives on just theirs. Yeah, the greater good. <laughs> the greater good. So, Mira goes up to her father, and something shocking happens. This is the second time the movie shocked me. He listens to her. Oh, I thought you were going to say he failed to make a reference to a song. Okay, I, I think that I'm actually going to be uh, calling it quits. That's the end of that bit. Yeah. So, like, normally, like, again, I have to say this. Normally in this kind of shit, one of two things would usually happen. Either he would say, fuck that shit, I'm gonna kill your boyfriend now, and she'd have to fight him, or he'd get stabbed by the guy who he's about to betray. Yeah, it's like, oh, my daughter, if only I could... Oh, God, I've been stabbed. Yeah, but instead he's like, okay, yeah, let's see how this goes. And I'm like, okay. He just, um, he, he just sees the evidence. Daughter rolls up. It's like, hey, yo, pap. Hey, yo, pappy. Fucking cool it. He's like, yeah, okay. 
That's not what I expected, but sure. Um, and then, like, Aquaman meets up with the Ocean Master, and, like, they get, like, they go up onto the surface to fight on, like, one of the wrecked Atlantean vessels. Fucking everybody shows up. Mira goes to rescue Volko, and she's like, come on, we gotta go help him. And Volko's like, we can't. Look. <laughs> it's like, shit, we can't cheat this time. <laughs> Fucking ass. <laughs> Which I loved. I loved that. <laughs> it, was, it was a great little it was a great little moment. Um And Aquaman kicks uh kicks uh Orm's ass. Uh and then something weird happens. So earlier in the movie, Volko had done this spinny move where he formed the water into a shield. And like I'm watching that and I'm like, that's really cool looking. And then everybody else is like, oh, he can do the spinny move that makes a water shield. And I'm like, yeah, he was trained by Volko. Why are you all shocked by this? You should, like, this should be, like, wouldn't Orm have told you why he was arresting his visor? Nah, okay. th- not, at that po- not at that point, Orm had gone fucking full despot, so he wasn't really explaining anything. Okay, whatever, dudes. Um, You can be impressed by something that I'm guessing... While it's a complicated move, it's not that fucking complicated. Yeah. No, it's like, he got the baton technique down. Flawless. Yeah, actually. That's what it fucking looked like. It looked like he just mastered baton twirling. Yeah, at, w- at which point, at which point, like, the fucking, like, like a bunch of dudes on the side just, like, pulled, like, pulled up ten signs. It's like, oh, that's really uh, good to tie the form. Really comes tie up, his- and it's the scene I like the least in the movie. Where a man who has been psychologically scarred and disfigured and has been led to believe that his only option was the complete destruction of the surface turns into a sniveling little crybaby because his mommy's back home. Oh, man. Yeah, just, just, I am the ocean master. I will rain down. Oh, hey, mom. uh, I'll play good. I'm sorry. Can you make me some chicken nuggets? (laughs) I want I want grilled cheese with the crust cut off. We stop at McDonald's on the way home. And the mom's the mom's like, no, sweetie, we have food in prison. <laughs> oh, one last meal. Uh sure, since it probably is. Your brother doesn't seem like the merciful sort, even though he claims to be. Yeah, just rolls just rolls up the fucking McDonald's window. I was literally sitting there like, stab your mother. <laughs> Stab her. Because <laughs> I could see what it was doing, and I did not want it to do what it was doing. I was not happy. <laughs> and it's not that I wanted the mom to die. It's that I didn't want him to get that kind of redemption after he had just engaged in wanton slaughter because he doesn't like the surface. Yeah, like, he, he, was, he was on a horrid campaign of genocide. This mom showed up. It's like, yeah, okay, I'll go to my room. Yeah, it's just, ugh, I have a bit, little, bit, little bit of a problem with that. So, moving on to a movie that I just, I pretty much just enjoyed. Shazam. Shazam! I had one, count to them, one issue with this movie. And that was the kitty, the little, like, oh, I'm still a kid, back and forth, went on just a little too long for me. If like if they had just shortened it just by a tiny bit, then I wouldn't have had any problems with this movie. But I felt like that second act where it's like, oh, we're goofing around as kids, took a little too much out of it. Okay, I can see that. I mean, if they had like, there's like 
if they had like interspersed more scenes of uh, Savannah being a badass, that'd have been cool. But instead, we got, hey, look, it's the secret fire resistance test. Which was actually fun, but I couldn't think of any of the other shit that they did when they were kids because it was boring as hell. Oh, and he fights like an old married couple with his brother. Though they comment on that, I think. Oh, okay. The syntax of that sentence kind of fucked me up a little bit. Where, where, like, where, like, I thought you were saying, like, he fights, comma, like, comma, an old married couple with his brother, with, like, with the, with the, with the, with my mind interpreting, interpreting that as, oh, he fucking got into a fist fight with his younger brother uh, going against a, like, got into a fight with, his, got into a fight with a, an elderly couple and his younger brother fucking, like, pinch hit for him. <laughs> that would have been interesting. Yeah. Here, take my crutch! Yeah, it's, it's like, don't worry, I got this. Lightning powers. Hey, it's nice try setting, but my IV bit, but I, but my fucking IV rack is works as a lightning rod. Nah. I'm grounded, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Martha, do you oh, have any hard candy for these kids? Oh, yes, dearie, I got something here. <laughs> and then just throws it out, cuts his throat. <laughs> hard candy shurikens. <laughs> yeah. Like, as he goes to fall down, just throws a doily under him so he doesn't fucking bleed in her nice rug. Another thing I really liked about this movie, they sequel baited in the movie. Not at the end, in the movie. But it was only sequel bait for the watchful fans. Do you Uh, know what I'm talking about? Maybe? So, in the beginning of the movie, we see Savannah getting denied his opportunity to become the champion or whatever yes he was not chosen by the wizard um and we see mr mind the little caterpillar fucker oh that's what you're talking about i thought you're talking about this jar i thought you're talking about other stuff Mm, i don't know what you're talking about well because well because they also well they they do technically sequel bait at the end because Mr. Mind shows up a post-credit sequence. Yeah, but like the watchful fan will realize they're going to sequel bait in like because in the middle when Billy Batson goes to meet the wizard, we see that Mr. Mind's case has been broken. Ah. Uh-huh. So like if you if you're if you know which villain that is, you're like, oh, that's going to be the next movie. Yeah, I what I what I. What I thought you were talking about, what one of the things you could have been talking about was the fact that it just through visual storytelling introduces us to Black Adam. Oh yeah, no, that's gonna be awesome. Because yeah, for any for anybody who's seen it and don't doesn't know, um in the in the Wizards Chamber, like the Rock of Eternity with like the Council of Seven, uh, you see like lightning scars in the stone leading up to all the chairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Black Adam. Black Adam is a character who was chosen as a champion, as part of the, like the fucking these guys. He was their first champion. Yes. Uh. Yeah. And he was. Yeah, he's from the country Kondok. Um. And which is a fictional country in yeah. the DC universe. Yeah. Fictional. Fictional. Like. Like middle. Like Eastern. Like you know Middle Eastern African kind of thing. Very Egyptian. Honestly, it takes hints from uh, Egypt, Syria, Iran, Iraq, that whole area. Yeah. And so, 
And so, yeah, w- when he got the powers, uh, things went bad. And he ended up killing the other six, he ended up killing the other six wizards. Mm-hmm. Leaving only Shazam left. And that was, and that was like shown, like it, it was a very, it was a very like nice bit of storytelling where if you know, then it doesn't like beat you over the head with it. And if you don't know, it adds like this nice little element of mystery. Like, Ooh, what's that about? Which would leave, which would get you just another movie to, to see what they answer that question. Ooh, is he going to come back? Well, no, not even an, Ooh, is he going to come back? It's, a, it's more of a, Ooh, what's the story here? Because I'm guessing that the general population who went to see this movie don't know who Black Adam is. Mm. Read uh, 52. Not new, the new 52. 52. It's one of the best primers on Black Adam that you can get. Because it's such a depressing story for him. Yeah. So. All that all that stuff. That is, that's real good. Uh, fucking... Yeah, introducing the introducing the concept of the seven realms, uh, which it's kind of like this. This thing takes so many fucking cues from the new from the new fifty two like D, like new DCU new fifty two era of Shazam, and with the current miniseries happening that actually deals with the seven realms. I also like I love how much of a shit Billy is in this. I like. It, it was a fine balance for me because uh, one of the things that I really didn't like when they re- when they introduced uh, Billy Batson in the Fifty Two was how much of a shit he was. Because because like I understand that you can't go the whole like golly gee Willikers ten year old Billy Batson working at the fucking radio station. Yeah, but like this movie had just the right balance. Yeah, he's like, still he had, he's he still a little sh- he's still a little shit, but you can also tell that he is actually a good kid just from a bad situation. Oh man, the the part that I hate actually there there was a second part that I hated, and it was the "we found your mom" scene because it dragged getting to it. I knew exactly what was going to happen, and it dragged itself out so much. And yeah, I knew I knew it was going to happen too, but I actually I actually kind of appreciated that scene because I appreciated that they just kind of pulled the trigger on it. I think they went too slow. Well, no, just, just the fact that it happened at all, because because like the whole thing is. So, I guess I must be putting on a spoiler tag in this, but so the whole thing was that when Billy was a youngin at the fucking fair with his mom, he got lost and separated from her, and then never found her again, and been on a search for her for fucking like ten years. Get to the end. Uh, one of the first scenes we see is him trapping some cops in a store. So that he can use the police computer to look up, like, personal information that is not for public use. Yeah. And so, and so then when he actually meets her, we get the full backstory and show the actual, what actually happened. And it was, and it was, his mom had him very young. And his dad had, and his dad was not in the picture. So he had, so she. His, his dad was a criminal. Uh, yes. And let's just say his mother hasn't improved her taste. Yeah, and so yeah, like meet her up, meet up with her, and he's like, "Hey, who the fuck's there at the door?" We gotta get to work. I'm gonna beat you. Yeah, uh, turns out that his mom just abandoned him. Just just, she lost him, and he's like, "Oh fuck, where's my kid?" Oh, the cops got him. That's probably for the best, and just leaves. Which fucking dude? Like they've had fucking like dark fucking. 
origin stories for superheroes in a bunch of these movies now where it's like, oh, my dad died. Oh, this dad. Oh, fucking Nancy's. What has it ever been? Yeah, my mom's alive. She just sucks. Yeah, honestly. No, actually, not just my mom. My mom and my dad are alive, and they both suck. Because <laughs> his birth father is a criminal. His yeah. ar- Arguably, his stepfather is an asshole. And his mother abandoned him. Yeah. So, like... Yeah. And so, and so no. it's up to the two nicest people in the world. And their fucking cadre of foster kids to fucking... Hey, you got no. fucking family now. So also, since we're already putting spoiler tags on this... Um, I didn't actually spoil the ending for myself because I thought he was going to give them the powers after the fight. Yeah, no, no, it's during the moment the wizard staff left the, uh, the lair, the rock of eternity, I realized, oh my God, he's going to give him, give them his powers so that they can fight on even footing. Fuck. Yes. Yeah. I also love how he called envy out. Yeah, like, like hey. Savannah was like, "No, no, no, Envy, you stay inside," and he chose the worst one. And he's like, "Hey, come on, you little bitch!" He should have chosen Sloth. Yeah, actually, he should have chosen Sloth. Yeah, if you talk, if if you, if you call Sloth, she'd just be like, "Hey, right. no, okay." <laughs> I would come actually, out. would have probably been like, "I'm going to post a mean comment about you on 4chan." I'm going to come out and punch you, but it's too much work. I tried to go post something on 8chan, but then my login didn't work, so I just gave up. Also, I loved the joke um, when when he was like a mile away doing his supervillain rant. And, yeah. and Shazam was just like, I can't hear you. Yeah, it's like, you're all. like a mile away, man. And also, <laughs> that was such a great moment. Yeah, and also, the something that was pointed out uh, as like an actual diss that I didn't like interpret as a diss at the time, but. Like there's that kid, he's like fucking just in his in his room, like like playing with like his Superman a- Batman action figures because apparently just League merchandised. Mm-hmm. And oh, you know someone stole their licenses. Oh yeah, totally. But yeah, like this Yeah, no, it's, it's like one of them's like one of them's like rat it's like, hey, here's Ratman and Superboy. Nah. It's like, bl- mm-hmm. like like they're on the shelf next to Black Bart Simpson. Well, we know Superman and Batman are named, so yeah, but, but anyway, yeah, he's like he's like there playing with them and stuff, and then Shazam just punches fucking Savannah, and he just looks out and just drops both of them, and a bunch of people pointed out uh, that that could be a potential, like, like just very, like, light diss on fucking BVS. Oh, I didn't even realize that until just now. I'm just like, hey, it's like, hey, yeah, you got your thing, that's cool and all. Ours is better. Yeah, infinitely. Kids are into this. This won't make children cry. Martha! Why'd you say that name? <laughs> She's his mom, okay? God, it's you're a pussy. actually a very, fairly common name for 60-year-old women. Yeah. It's like, God, you're a pussy, stabs him. <laughs> and just goes home later, just cries horribly. Also, um, Shazam did one thing for me that actually made me like it more than, like, the uh, Batman Begins. What's that? He didn't let Savannah fall. Yeah, no, he's... He could he could have let Savannah fall. Which is exactly why I don't actually like Batman Begins as much as I could have. Yeah. Because... I'm not going to kill you, but I don't ideals. have to save you. He betrays his fucking ideals. And it angers me. Because, yes, 
not saving him betrays his ideals because that that is the equivalent of killing him. He had the opportunity to help and he just let that man die. And I don't approve. Yep. I do not approve of that depiction of Batman. I enjoyed that depiction, but I don't approve of it. Well, to be fair, pretty much every live-action adaptation of Batman is some kind of murderer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam West. Fair. And, uh, what's his name? The late 80s, early 90s Batman. Michael Keaton? Yeah, he didn't kill anybody. Yeah, he did. Who? In bat in the second in the second Batman movie he was in, he fucking strapped a bomb to a dude's neck and kicked down a sewer. Oh yeah. And then he exploded. Well, what about bat nipples? He doesn't kill anybody. Ah, uh, he kind of kills Batman. That doesn't count. Suicide uh, isn't murder. So doesn't doesn't Robin feed poison ivy to a giant plant that's robin not batman the ideal fucking carries though i think actually like it's shown at the end that she survived i don't remember doesn't matter yeah, I, I don't batman, know, fucking... batman's a murderer in the movies because they can't seem to write his character competently whatever yeah anywho yeah shazam is great Shazam is just a fucking good... Shazam is Shazam is good pie. Highly recommend. Go see it. Even if you don't like superhero movies. Because it's not really a superhero movie. It's a goofy, family-friendly kid film with a superhero in it. Okay. Coming-of-age story may be a better uh, description. But still, it's great. I especially loved the actress who was playing grown-up Darla. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, she, Megan. Good. She got the mannerisms perfectly. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually surprised, I, like how many of those people I recognized. And I was like, eh. I also liked the way the uh, powers got laid out. Like, as far as I could tell, the crippled kid got flight. Yeah, boom, fuck walking. I got something better. Uh the the silent guy got strength. He's the strong but silent type. Makes sense to me. The guy who's obsessed with computers throws lightning. The hyperactive little girl who wants to hug everyone has super speed. And then Mary and, and then Mary has every power because she's just Shazam but a girl. Yeah. Which that's it's a thing that is it's thing that, like I I hope in like the other movies they because I I'm hoping that well A, I hope there are other movies. And B, I hope they get like more into an explanation of how those are actually divvied up. Is it just like a specialization, or do they all only have those powers? Because if so, that's kind of stupid. I'm hoping it's a specialization thing, and because she's the most mature, she can handle all the powers at once. And Billy can handle all the powers at once because they were directly given to him, and not instead of secondarily. Uh-huh. Um... There was something else I wanted to say. The thing, kind of, the thing that kind of bums me out, uh, calling back to that bit that's over, the thing that kind of bugs me about this movie is that they never actually mention Captain Marvel as a name. Yeah, but I can accept that. Like, 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 they, like I, I understand why they don't, but they go through so many other terrible names. 
you would think they go you think they would at one point mention the name people want him to be named and then go now there's no that's already taken or some yeah. kind of weird reference to the fact that fucking Mar- DC has not been allowed to use the name Captain Marvel on their comics for fucking decades. How they could have tried to go with hey about, how about Captain Marvelous and they're like ah that sounds kind of lame. And yeah. that that was the only reference they did but like Sparkle Fingers. Yeah, that's that's oh. the closest they get. Captain Sparkle Fingers. Uh, some of those names, some of those names hurt. Though yeah, they did reference another super, which I liked. Red Tornado. Oh yeah, they did. They called him Red Tornado. And yeah, a couple. Like, of, ah. And he had a couple of YouTube videos. I was like, ah, I see what you did yeah, there. Yeah, but yeah, like if they had gone with the Captain Marvelous thing, it's like, how about Captain Marvelous? It's like close, not quite there, but close. And then move on. I know Shazam. <laughs> Yeah. Not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, like that is the whole fucking thing. It's like, don't name yourself your magic word that takes away your superpowers. It's like, hey, what's up? I'm Shazam. Ah, shit. <laughs> I, I also, um, I, I hate post credit scenes. And I hate that now they're doing two of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're doing. Because one of my friends, he knows who he is insists on sitting through them. Is it Birdie? No, it's not Birdie. Okay. Birdie will insist on sitting through them, but usually I I can be like, okay, we're leaving after like the first stupid one that doesn't matter. But I have another friend who now makes me wait through the entire fucking goddamn piece of shit credits to see an ant playing the drums. You know, you don't have to. You could just leave. And then what am I going to do? Wait for them. Go get some food. Get like take a piss. Remember you're a human being. Stretch out. It just it pisses me off that they are putting scenes that would have been in the movie originally in the post credits now. Yeah, blame Marvel because because hey, that'll get you to stay to watch all the credits. No, that'll get me to stay so I can sit and talk about the movie because that's what I do after a movie. I don't watch the fucking credits. I do because I go to movies alone. Hate fucking credits. Bullshit credit. I, I I I believe that the people deserve credit because like it's hard work they're putting in. Yeah, they deserve to be credited. But if you ever make me look at it, I will stab you in the kidneys. Pretty much. Like, pretty hey, you deserve much. credit. Fuck you. Your name's up there. I'm not gonna read it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't feel any shame about this. Yeah. Fuck you, you hardworking people who deserve credit for your amazing work. I don't feel any. I don't feel any shame about about not wanting to watch all those goddamn fucking piece of shit credits. Good God, I'm passionate about things. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm learning that tonight. I'm very passionate. I'm not angry. I'm passionate. It's a fine line. Exactly. That you are very clearly over. I am not over the line. You're making me angry. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, that that does it for what I've been watching. Alrighty then. Uh, so. Keep on the DC train a little bit because I got one other thing to talk about and I don't know if it is how much I'll get, how much we'll get out of it. So I figured we'll have to have a discussion. Uh, so DC train a bit. Uh, two things are happening soon. For DC. Uh, for one thing, 
Uh, Gotham is coming to an end. It's actually coming to an end tonight, the night we're recording this, April 25th. On the 100th episode, they will be wrapping up the series. A series that has had its downs and downs. And one up. Very brief blip on the fucking, on this weird fucking insane goddamn valley. And that one up was the fucking Mr. Freeze story. Because that Mr. Freeze episode was actually really good. Like, I will shit on Gotham. Forever. Any day. Just, you say, you say the name Gotham or Bruno Heller. I'm just gonna go, all right, motherfucker, listen up. But that Mr. Freeze episode was actually really solid. Frozen solid, but I'm tish. I'm going to smack you. <laughs> but. That is Batman and Robin levels of pun. Yeah, I never leave. No, that, that doesn't work. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> oh, good lord. One thing that I... That like, every time I see this show, I'm essentially reminded of this thing, and it's the fact that like, so since Batman has fucking what the shit is that? Apparently, someone's flying a plane outside of my house. But anyway, uh, so the whole thing with a one of the whole things with Batman, like since they started like going the like darker, grittier side with Batman for like the last few decades. Uh, the big argument people have had against him is that is that the only reason that these problems exist in Gotham is because there is a Batman. No, oh, good lord. I, I always hate when people say that. Like, yeah, it's like, like yeah, it is, it is a bit of like a like, eh, whatever kind of argument. But it's also kind of right. Because Batman literally, well, he literally made the Joker. Assuming that, assuming, assuming you go by the story that DC has now decided is canon. And a bunch of other villains that have, like a bunch of other villains with their new origin stories and stuff have been reinforcing this idea. Gotham seems to go in the exact opposite direction of these problems would exist with or without Batman. Batman is entirely ancillary to Literally his entire rogues gallery. Like the Penguin, the Riddler, the Joker. All of these motherfuckers exist. And then Batman shows up. Not even really like because of these guys. Just kind of. Just kind of like, hey, here's all these problems. A decade passes. Batman. It's just a really weird thing with this fucking show that has kind of always bugged me about Gotham, where it just wants to make Batman so secondary to Gotham, like the actual city of Gotham, that it goes out of its way to take any character that was attached to Batman and make them devoid of Batman. You know one thing I hate when people talk about Batman? What's that? Well, if he wants to help people, why doesn't he put his money into programs to help people? Which is what he does. Yeah. 
He only Batmans because, you know, it's there. Yeah, he's got the Thomas he got the Thomas and Martha Way Foundations. He regularly fucking runs like social outreach programs to help fund stuff. If people like if people have their shit damaged from superhero attacks, he will then essentially free insure them to fucking rebuild all their shit. Mm-hmm. It's just he has a bunch of anger management issues and and like fucking mental health problems that have never been addressed because he spent all of his fucking formative years learning how to punch gooder. Because you know that. Because you know he's Batman. Yeah. Like, genuinely ask yourself this: Would Batman be would like would Bruce Wayne be a cultural touchstone of a name? If his origin story was his family died, so he spent so he spent the rest of his life building social outreach programs and comic books. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like the reason that the reason that he goes out and bees Batman is because they need to tell a story about Batman. That is that's kind of the thing. It's like. It's like, hey, man, I love fucking revenge stories, but you know what would be great? Seeing a revenge story where a guy's family gets killed and then the guy works with the police, gives a sketch, gives like a description of the sketch artist, which then lets, which then puts out an APB and a manhunt for this guy. He's eventually found and sentenced to fucking life imprisonment. Mm-hmm. And just that's it. Just very flat clinical. Ah, oh, fuck. I hate Gotham. Stay tuned to the website as we as eventually we will be watching all of Gotham. I will sit down some other fuckers, duct tape them to a chair, and then fucking clockwork horns their eyes open so we can make jokes at Gotham. Fucking Bruno Heller. Piece of shit. God damn it. I'm going to be one of those people who you tape their eyelids open, aren't I? <laughs> anyway, and then the other thing that kind of happened with DC. Uh, so... DC Universe, their streaming service that started out with the worst superhero show ever and then transitioned into one of the best superhero shows ever. They have, they are on the buildup to their next superhero show. Uh, They have, like, Doom Patrol is reaching its climax. And while I will be sad to see it go, hopefully it has been good enough that people will fucking... Get to the second season. Fucking if Titans got one, Doom Patrol should. Uh, but with that coming to an end soon, uh, they have been they have begun the hype train building for their next show, Swamp Thing. And we have gotten to see some of it. Uh, there's like they they released some trailers and stuff. So far, it's been like teaser stuff, but it's been. I'm taking it as indicative of the tone of the show they're going for. And if they are going that, this is going this is going a way more of a horror route. Because James Wan is showrunner. James Wan, he's like big horror guy, conjuring stuff. I think I think that's him. Look at James Wan. But yeah, big horror guy. Been doing all this shit. Been doing a bunch of like kind of like cut his teeth on horror movies, and so coming back and doing a horror superhero show. Ooh. About Swamp Thing. Yeah, I could see that working. And I really want it to work. Birdie and I actually talked about this a little bit. 
of just this idea of DC led with their worst possible foot. What if every other show was fucking Doom Patrol level of good? That would be awesome. Yeah, like, like, like I, I mean, mentioned, like I mentioned before that the that like Doom Patrol is a great show that does not justify the existence of an entirely separate streaming service. If these other shows are as good, like, or even like, even like two thirds as good as Doom Patrol. DC Universe might justify itself in my eyes. You know, that if, it, if it produces good enough quality content, then I might actually maybe consider on someday. Yeah, because like it's not just like because it's they're not just hey yeah we got these shows and nothing else. They also have all animated movies um, and like comics. They have, according to them, hundreds of thousands of comics. So, Do they have a lot of the old stuff? Uh, yeah, I think. I think so. Anyway, well, I, I, have, I, I haven't actually, I haven't actually seen the app because I'm Canadian and fuck me, because that's apparently the fucking mo for every streaming company. Just all right, it works in America. Want to put it? Want to put it elsewhere? They got Netflix, right? Fuck it. So I can't actually tell you if the DC streaming, if the DC app is any good. But if, like, judging it solely on the content I'm able to get access to, if they actually are producing quality shows, it could actually be, like, a viable thing where we're like, hey, we got, hey, fucking sign up for this thing. We have the good shit. Because Doom Patrol almost sells it. Like, it is a, it is a fantastic show. That if there was like at least one other show that was of that level, I could feel comfortable saying I want to sign up for that app. Which is a weird feeling with how much I have shit on that app. Honestly, I kind of agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) I... I'm I'm a little confused by my feelings now. Oh no, yeah, DC. They have been one of the most confusing fucking people when it comes to their like when it comes to their like produced sh- sh- like fucking movie and like film and television work based on their comics. Cuz their shit swings so hard. Like on the one hand, you got shit like fucking The Dark Knight. Which is like one of the first real big compliments to like fucking to be taken very seriously. Like that shit got nominated for a fucking Oscar, I think. And then the TV side, you got shit like fucking Doom Patrol and Legends of Tomorrow and technically Lucifer. And then it swings over to Batman and Robin and BVS and fucking Arrow and Gotham. Fucking Christ. If nothing else about DC, they swing for the fucking fences. Yeah, they do. Uh, anyway. I mainly got into that because I wanted some talk I wanted some stuff to talk about because I only watched one real thing outside of wrestling. That's Game of Thrones. 
Game of Thrones is back for its final season. It's all right. It's, it's pretty good. Even watching it, even like getting into the start of the season, it felt like it should be more momentous than it actually is. Because Game of Thrones, like, love it or am proudly indifferent toward it, which I'll get into. I'm in that camp. <laughs> it is a... It is a show that kind of defined an era of HBO and television in general. Like, Game of Thrones is fucking massive. And so getting into the start... And so we start out with this new season... And it's just, and it feels like the start of like a season, like season three of a 10 season show. It doesn't feel like we're leading up to the end. It doesn't feel like shit's really cemented as this is the end of Game of Thrones. Even though everything that they are leading up to is end of days shit. Like even the, even the fucking big reveal to John of, of like, hey, you are the rightful king of the seven kingdoms. Woo, rightful king. Yeah, and that and that is that is met with a that is met with a a fucking Ur Kit Harrington expression of just general confusion and on and on the edge of tears. And it came kind of right after this really awkward kind of joke bit where he like fucking gets on a dragon flies out on it meets like fucking shows Daenerys this area that he likes and then begins making out with her as he opens his eyes and just sees one of the dragons just like hi like a dog at the foot of your bed but it's a dragon and he's in bed with his aunt Which is also, that's also been pointed out, where start of the series, everyone's like, oh, why are you fucking your brother? And at the end of it, it's like, yeah, fuck your aunt. Woo! <sighs> Incest. Keep that fucking Targaryen bloodline pure. <laughs> Good God. I do not know. I do not get it, man. Also, fucking... One of the reasons why I didn't, wa- why I never got into it, you know, there's just too much squicky. Uh-huh. And uh speaking of Squicky, fucking Maisie Williams gets her own sex scene. Great. And yeah, she and yeah, she's in her twenties. It's still weird. Like like watching your like niece have sex. Of just, uh, this this is wrong. I need to look away from this. Which I guess, you know, fucking testament to the show it got people emotionally invested enough to be creeped out watching someone have sex so you know I guess golf claps all around but so so the day the day like the day of the premiere like before it actually premiered I was having dinner with some family and my stepdad everybody was talking about the squickiness no what it was was like like a couple of us talking about it, and then my stepdad was like, "I am proud to say I have not watched a single episode of Game of Thrones." And then, like as the premiere actually hit, I looked out and just saw a bunch of people 
say like I've never watched Game of Thrones and I am proud of that fact of and I don't I fundamentally don't understand that idea of I did not watch that as thing that is po- I did not watch this thing that's popular and I'm proud of that fact. Like is it just they're just like they're being contrarian and it's like yeah fuck you is it just like some trolling thing? Um it's more that ev- there was a time when everybody was like you have to fucking watch this. To the point where one of my friends, against our will, asked me, Hey, what would X like for their birthday? Oh, they would love Y. Okay, I'll get them a copy of Game of Thrones. Why the fuck did you ask me? You know, cuz. Yeah, I. It gets very frustrating as a non fan. Yeah, like, I. Being around. Like, I. I can, under, I can understand being around, like, those shitbags. Like, yeah, I'm a fan of Game of Thrones. If someone's, if someone's like, asking for, like, TV recommends, they'll say, hey, check out Game of Thrones. But I'm not going to be, like, fucking, I'm going to be like, you have to watch this. You have to ingest this thing that I love. Eat it. But that, like, that whole big fervor about Game of Thrones was, like, years ago. Yeah. Why is the side of, I've never watched it, so nah. Why is that still around? Like, I haven't really seen a whole lot of people going, doing the whole, like, insane force feed, like, fucking, like, fucking foie gras, stuff it down your goddamn gullet style of recommendations for the show in a while. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. It just, it seems weird to me coming from the side of, like, video games, where if you don't like the popular thing, everyone hates you. Where, like, I have been, where, like, I have had to, like, come out and, like, preface the fact that I don't like a certain video game with, I'm not trying to be a contrarian, it's just fucking opinion, man. Don't kill me. Trust me, I get that. I really do. <sighs> of course, we're also not the kind of people who would proudly walk up to people and be like, and I think your opinion is wrong. We're the kind of people who are like, yeah, that's your opinion, but here's mine at least. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're into this thing I don't like? Tomorrow. You. And just, Or it sounds like your stepdad's a very confrontational sort. Not really, though. Like, that's the weird thing. We were just talking about it, and then he just like, yeah, I never really got into it. And I was like, well, I'm proud to say I've never watched a single episode. And I, it kind of came out of nowhere and caught, really caught me off guard. Just, I don't, I, I kind of fundamentally do not understand stand taking pride in not liking things that are popular. It just seems kind of stupid. Like some fucking console war era stupidity. Oh, that was always fun. The console wars. Yeah, like I'm. Like, I'm fucking waiting for someone to have, like, a fucking Sega does what Nintendo don't kind of, kind of like, burn on Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, more like Game of Throw Up, because it fucking sucks. <laughs> oh, lo, 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 lo. Yeah, the, the people who say, like, I've probably never watched a Game of Thrones, episode of Game of Thrones, are the kind of people who would do fucking, like, rage comics. 
<sighs> anyway. That's that's that, I guess. Game of Thrones is back. It's fine. Been underwhelming, but I guess we're two episodes into the fucking season. We'll see how it goes. Oh, and actually something else that I just saw uh, like earlier today about Game of Thrones. Uh, so there's a character in it called Podrick. Uh, it is it is a joke of hey he wasn't that great at, he wasn't that great a fucking fucking squire just like man whatever apparently his dick is awesome what yeah like it was a joke of like hey yeah he's a fucking virgin so Tyrion the alcoholic and whoremonger takes him to a whorehouse and then leaves him there a couple scenes later he comes back and gives Tyrion back the money he gave him for the hookers. And he's okay. like, he's like, you were supposed to give the money to them. Like, fucking God, dude. It's like, like, oh, they wouldn't take it. It's like, what, they wouldn't fuck you? No, they did. They just wouldn't take the money. <laughs> That's awful. I love it. Yeah. And then apparently because of that, the actor playing him has had, has had a problem of just women, some, a lot of times older women, just coming up and grabbing his dick. <laughs> oh, the, the, the issues that you run into... Being famous, like, for that on your show, it's I like, guess. It's like, my character got an awesome dick, so now a bunch of women are just sexually assaulting me. I didn't ask for this. My dick's not that good, it's just average. Or, my dick is that good, but I don't want older women grabbing my junk. I'm a married man, for God's sake. Well, really, it's mostly the older women grabbing it part. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, those are over watching then. Uh, News-wise, fucking Avengers Endgame is out soon. Probably by the time you're probably by the time you're hearing this, it's already out. Fucking, that is it for news and new releases. Because Avengers Endgame is the only thing that will matter for the next two months. Like until about a week after that movie leaves theaters. That is what the majority of online content will be talking about. Because, yeah, it's a fucking, it's a big goddamn deal. It is the, it is the climax of 10 years of buildup across multiple franchises. And the most, I, I think, like, one of the most fucking, like, biggest earning franchises of all time. Mm, yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I'm a, yeah, I fucking, I'm, I'm gonna be seeing it eventually, because of course I fucking am. It's, I talk about movies on the internet. Eh, maybe. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I can't, I can't care anymore. It's so difficult to care. I care. I just am not as enthusiastic as I once was. Yeah, no, I just don't really care anymore. Like, it's made it very difficult for me to care. Like, I like these characters. I like these actors. I like these movies. And so seeing that fucking 10 years of buildup culminate to this, I want to see how, I want to see how this goes. It's just a matter of, it's been 10 years. And like what, like 19, 20 movies? It's been longer than 10 years because no, I was in college when the, for, okay, never mind. Yeah, like 
Iron Man 1 came out, sorry, okay, so it's been 11 years, because Iron Man 1 came out in 2008. Like, last year was 10 years. This year, I guess, is 11 years now. Fucking Christ. That's, that's 11 years of build-up to... To, let's go punch fucking Daddy Grimace. Yeah, that's kind of depressing. And... For the last couple months, it's just been nothing but seeing memes of, Hey, what if Ant-Man went up his butthole? Oh, Lord. Because that's the meme around Avengers Endgame right now. Is, is yeah, Ant-Man could just beat Thanos by going up his butt and expanding. Yes, but that's not the point. Yeah, they also wouldn't do that? Like, at all? Also, he couldn't. Thanos' body can withstand incredibly intense pressures, so no. No, he can't just go up Thanos' butt. I don't know, man. I'll, we'll fucking... God, I'm a fucking nerd. We'll probably have a conversation about this. Or three. Or, yeah, or three. Because it's going to be it's gonna be like, alright, so I went and saw it. Here's my thoughts. Kamen went and saw it. Here's his thoughts. There's no controversy about it. Here's our thoughts. Welcome to the world of talking about movies on the internet. That's it for this week. Thank you all for joining us. <laughs> I'll be back oh, in two weeks' man. time. My episode of the Astro Brothers Comedy Television Podcast. So depressingly. <laughs> in between now and then, though, we got shit coming out. Just a lot of shit. Just so much shit. It's all shit. We're shit. Subscribe to our Patreon. Maybe we'll get less shit because you did. In between. Yeah. In between now and then. Like I said, shit. But. Until then, I'm dead. Dead. You just cut out for me. Great way to end the show. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Have a wonderful time. <laughs>